This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Gelsley gets there. Another good kick from him. And here's Hutton now. Hutton going past one man, finding Wagstaff. Wagstaff turning well. Setting up Chilton. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hull and Bat podcast. I'm Matthew Lill, and tonight I'm joined by Will and Nathaniel. So thank you for tuning in. How are you doing, guys? You all right? All right. Not too great. Well, could be better. I don't, I don't think any of us are. Um, I'm smiling because I have to, I have to make this look good, right? <laughs> so, um, I just before we start any podcast, we always like to say thank you to those that support us. And I'm going to start by mentioning Hull City Retro. Hull City Retro, for anybody who doesn't know who they are, um, again, based on Twitter, um, they basically recreate the shit of the past uh, from Hull City. Um, none of us have got one on today, but we all do have them, and we, we all do have one. They're, they're only 50, 50 quid ago, and if you look at the, re- the real replicas online, you're talking nearly 200 quid ago. So if you're wanting something that looks similar, um, they're definitely worth a shout. So get yourself looking out like them. That's all City Retro. Another point to mention is Hull Badman. Um, a bit of a dying out at the moment, and it's, it sucks that it really is. But um, this is the geezer who stands outside the ground and sells badges. I believe he's only selling them online at the moment as well, which is a bit of a tough gig. Um, so please show your support. Um, it's a dying out, and reach out. He's a local guy, help him out, yeah? And then lastly, I want to mention a good friend of mine, Charlie Spalding. Um owner of Charles Baldwin Filmmaker, um, does exactly what it says in the tin, he doesn't need me to spread that about, but basically he will, um, he's, basically is a, a filmmaker and he's worked with the likes of Adidas and Jackie Abba and, and I mention the same names every time, but he, he's going places, so keep an eye out, you want anything like that, I might even do a wedding for you, get it checked out anyway. But that's all the sponsors, so thanks to everybody who plays a big part in helping us keep going. Right then, so we're going to start this podcast a little bit different to any other way. It's obviously a relative time to be a whole City fan at the moment, so we're going to start this off by just going round us one at a time and just get what's off your chest before we can start previewing what's on paper and talking about what's happening um, at the weekend against Luton. So the floor is all yours, Will. Get it off your chest. What's that we on? It's a bit shit, in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pushing it now. Just, just going a bit 
obviously a bit back. So obviously we haven't done an episode for a while. So since we've done an episode, we've won against Borough, which is fantastic. Great stuff. Mm. It's nice to actually win and score. Two yeah. girls, amazing scenes. Um, involving a change of formation, which everyone's been clamouring for. Um, it worked. I mean, Borough probably could have scored easy, but they didn't. Um, and then it went all tits up from there. <laughs> went back to the four-three-three against Huddersfield, possibly our worst performance. And Nathaniel, you actually went, you mm. poor bastard. Yeah, lucky um, me. I'm glad I decided not to win the end. And then last night against Peterborough, uh, it's, it's weird because City didn't exactly play badly, but it was just possibly the worst feeling after a game I've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. And during, I think, I think the realization is finally kicking in that you know this isn't going to improve. And while there's talks of a takeover and and things like that, I mean, who in the right mind was would then sack the manager, bring a new one in for a couple of months, and then a takeover coming in potentially the guy loses his job? You're talking the sack's not going to happen, and nobody's going to want to take the job in that short period of time because there's no certainty with a new owner whether they keep the job or not. So it really is a tough thing. I think finally the penny's dropping for a lot of people. So. It's a tough time. It really and is a tough time. I, I get why people. I think hearing the chance of um, you getting sacked in the morning, obviously people know you isn't getting sacked in the morning. It's more just mm. a. It's what ironic. We want. It's what we want, rather than what we know what's going to happen. And I think he's trying to get that across. It's like when was the last time that actually happened at City? Really. Feeling. Well, I don't think it even happened. Not not like uh, the anger didn't feel as bad against feeling no, at any point. We're in the Premier League. I, I thought you meant just a manager getting sacked because usually they leave. No, I mean like the fans free. being so. Oh yeah, Slutsky was the last one to get sacked, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but the fans didn't hate Slutsky. <laughs> like, no, we like him. Maybe even oh, earlier. Well, yeah, because McCann, this is like the third bad period he's had. It's not like the first one. We had the awful end of the season uh, last time in the Championship. We had that bad spell about February last year. And now the whole of this season has been pretty much a complete mess. So, um, I mean, how many more sort of opportunities is he going to get? Well, yeah, here it is. Last 33 games under Grant McCann, we've won three. Drawn six, lost 24. We've scored 26, conceded 72. So that's a goal difference of minus 46. So that's 15 points out of a possible 99. I mean, it's, it's, actually, just... it's actually unbelievably bad. Like, it's actually yeah, that's unbelievable. Like, that's like, how that... can you actually get away with being that bad? Like, if, if they were sacking managers every 10 games, you could sort of understand... But the same manager to be kept in that uh, after that form, it's unbelievable. It's it's almost insane. Yeah. I mean, well, it is. Time we have seen a run worse than that is Derby in the Premiership. That is the only time we've seen a run worse yeah. than that. And they had like yeah, two or three managers, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they had, and that, that's the thing. And that was they'd got promoted, and they were expected to do poorly mm. as well. Yeah. If we have openly come out in the press and said our targets this season are to finish in the top six. Yes, you have came out and said I got, I got <laughs> laughed at when I said that's a bit unrealistic. And they said that about eight games in. 
when we hadn't won for seven yeah, games. When we'd won one, before, yeah. before the season, I can understand that. But when we just got battered by whoever it was that week, oh no, but we're still trying to get the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's delusional. Well, it's either yeah. lying or it's delusional, and both are very bad. You're questioning the integrity of the person who's speaking at that point, don't you? Let's be really yeah. You're going, are you sure, mate? Uh, Will, is that you done? Is it? Are you tied up now? You've got a bit more. I mean, yeah. I'm just miserable, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Join the club, man. Join the club. I'm smiling because I have to. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I'll, I'll take it over to you, Nathaniel. Let's, let's rock on to the next part there. Let's, what's, what's on your head? Get it out. Oh, I mean, I went to the Huddersfield game and I went to the Stoke game. And basically, other than the colour of the kits, uh, it was exactly the same performance. And, you know, even after we'd had allegedly that bit of optimism and, and a boost from beating Middlesbrough. But then we played exactly the same way uh, against Huddersfield. We had the ball for a fair bit and just sort of passed it left to right for 90 minutes and conceded two bad goals. Uh, and it was just the exact same thing. And that was frustrating because we tried something new. Uh, perhaps we didn't deserve to win the Middlesbrough game, but we did. You think, oh, well, let's keep going with that. And I think the international break came at a bad time because the reason why we went 3-5-2 wasn't really uh, tactical genius. It was just forced because of the injuries. But then all the, players, all the players came back and then McCann thought, oh, I can go back to 4-3-3. So... Um, it wasn't like he even. It's not like we can even credit him with the uh, you know the good move of changing formation because he had to, otherwise we, we would have had it. like, well, no players. So who would have uh, left back? Who well, exactly. Who back? So that's why he had uh, to do that. To mm, KLP to step in and do a job. Yeah, and Lewis Bossa was fantastic at left wing back. Like yeah, best link left wing back in the whole world for that ninety minutes. I don't see what would be wrong with Elder at wing back, to be honest. Well, yeah, because he basically plays as a wing back. He's a great attacking anyway. fullback. Yeah. This is, this is one of the things that's griping the most because when you speak to someone who really loves the 3 5 2, they go, Which well, allows the wing backs to get forward? Have you not been watching us all season? Our wing backs have been getting more The issue has been the cover so, on the wide. Mm. So what are you thinking then? You go, well, it gives us that extra people going forward, so wing-backs going forward. Right, OK, I'm no Carol Vardman, but when I'm looking at the maths, when them wing-backs go forward, we've only got two centre-backs back, right? But now we've got three at the back, I'm going to put our wing-backs forward, we've got three at the back now? I'm not, like I say, I'm no Carol Vardman, but um, the maths don't add up to me. You want to try and break mm. down these teams that are sat behind the ball, having an extra man at the back doesn't do that. All right, oh, well, Jacob Greaves can step out. Well, how about Jacob Greaves doesn't step out, we just keep the two going forward that are going forward? It's really stressful listening to some people's mindset. It really is. And that, do you know what? I'm going to move on to my point now because it's the mindset of some of the fans that's really starting to get with me. Um, I, I feel like I'm the only person who like, thinks of certain things. And it's because I think it's things a lot deeper than just looking at the scoreline and going, oh, we played well, like, so we won 2 0. That's what's doing my head in. Yeah, we, we didn't. Play well. We did not play well. No, we, we, con we conceded five clear cut opportunities where we should have conceded a goal. Mm. We was looking that at we didn't concede a goal. Because we only we scored one because it was an own goal, and we would have only yeah. scored the second one because half the Middlesbrough players were in, well, all of them were in our penalty box, pretty much attacking. So, exactly. um, yeah, it, we we didn't. But you'd think, well, maybe just keep it like that because although maybe we didn't deserve it, the players should sort of maybe get a bit more adjusted to that, and it, you know, it's a results business. 
See, so even then, though they didn't, yeah, even though they didn't play great, the team looked more comfortable in that sort of formation. Yeah. What I my my mindset was on it like, yeah, great, we won two 0 We didn't play the best, however, it's a platform to build on. Exactly. You can build on confidence. Hmm. They've got confidence. They've gone in there. They've won a game, and you can build on that. But instead, we then have to flip it back. Now we mentioned that we went to the three five two because of the injuries. Great. Well, your players have come back. The players that are on the pitch on that day, regardless of the performance, have earned the right to stay on that pitch again. And he's gone and dropped him. Granted, you can't do Alfie Jones because Alfie Jones was, was he injured or was he um, suspended? He was injured. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't do that. And someone else had, had to step in there, which is being Sean McLaughlin. At that point, you do question the smart side of football as to you've only got for centre backs to play him on now. Probably not. So it's, again, can you say injuries have knocked him back to playing to 4 3 3? But some people, like I say, don't understand that side of the game. And it's really difficult to put something out there. Um, and then just get all this negative back when you're like me. Are you even understanding why where these points come from? You only get so many characters on Twitter, so you just look like an idiot because you can only put it as an headline, basically. Mm. Oh, it's so no, I'm starting to lose my head again now. Starting to lose my head again. <laughs> oh, anyway, we move on. So, have we all emptied our buckets? Have we all got? Well, I just yeah, want to make one more point. Uh... Go on. Um, just the last few games, Longman hasn't been involved at all, and we've lost I both games. <laughs> so, you know, just have him on the bench, you know. I mean, he was uh, on the bench last night. Was he? We've got two youngsters. Oh, well, he didn't come on. <laughs> two youngsters on Longman, and none of them made the bench last night. What's all that about? And that's the point having the Why are you having him? Yeah, because they say I mean, that. that every transfer is, you know, going to improve the team, even though we know they're not. But then they don't even McCann doesn't even stick with that because he brings in Longman and think, oh yeah, he's he's a great championship player. You'll add something to the team, and then doesn't even play play them. Right? It's, it's, so you know, it it's like, uh, it's, it's no um, authenticity. He might be too good for the team, Nathaniel. Remember that. Oh, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. Yeah, he might be too good for the team, um, but. It, we're going to move on past that now because I reckon we're going to pull up a couple of gripes in this next part, which is we're going to analyse, I say analyse, we're going to review what happened last night with Peterborough. I mean, um, a mass, I want to do a massive shout-out to you. This is a massive shout-out to Scott Goodwin, um, who owns SG Pathway, which is a football academy based in Coventry. Massive uh, thank you to him from myself, my dad, Will, his dad, and a couple of my work colleagues. Um, Scott gave us his box to be able to go there. Scott's only just got this box. He hasn't been to himself yet, but he has let us go in there and experience a match day from the hospitality suite. So a massive thank you there, mate. Massively appreciate um, it. And we, um, we've already trashed it and we've already got him kicked yeah. out. <laughs> the TV's <laughs> off the wall, mate. Um, I think it was one of the 18 times Wilkes looked up, but um, we're going to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but did, no, did massive, it, massive thank you, mate. Well done. Did really it soften the blow being in a fancy box then? Yeah, because um, yeah, the seats have cushions on them. You could just go like this. That's, you could basically just do that. Walk I'm up not and down. this. Turn around. <laughs> shut the door behind you and then carry on. Like Nothing's happened. Sit down and watch Sky Sports News for a bit. So, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've been in one before, but um, it was, like I say, it was, it, was, it was great. It was an experience me and my father had before, so I really appreciate that, Scott, obviously. Um, and uh, I bumped into Grant McCann technically before the game as well. The only briefly yeah, like it. passed him, and I'm glad it was before the game. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he thinks the same. Accidentally took up the full stairwell on your way down. Sorry, Grant. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, we do not. We, we are, as part of the whole podcast, we do not um, encourage violence upon anyone. No. Disclaimer done, boys. There is. Um, so anyway, we'll move on to what will be the review of the Peter again. Okay. Um, I don't know where I want to start with this. Um, Will I probably listen to you morning all the way through the game last night? I'm going to take um, going to take Nathaniel's um, view on this first. Let's just recap it, mate. It's hard to say, but who stood out for you? Were you asking me? Um, and well, I guess the one positive of the game was that uh, Tom Hoddleston for ten minutes was absolutely fantastic, uh, and then oh, twenty three minutes, yeah. And then uh, got injured. So pretty much from that, then on, we were doomed. But he hit the post. He had a few shots. You know, he was uh, intercepting the play. It was great to have him back. And then uh, just sort of our luck at the moment. Injured. Uh, Smallwood came on. Who? I mean, it, I know we're not supposed to be mean to our players, but sometimes, it, sometimes it is a bit of a struggle to watch him. But that's the that's the same of every player. So to be fair, even after Huddleston went off, look at the chances we made. I know we did have a fair few, like Wilkes and Lewis Potter could have scored. Do you know the stats as to how many how many um, um, shots we had? No, I can't remember how many we had, but Peterborough only had three, and they scored two of them. Mm. So in terms of opportunities, we had nineteen. They had nine. That's a lot. Mm. And if you, if anybody's a betting man and they used to watch the thing where it goes the ball's not half, the ball's not half, and it's a d- dangerous attack, etc. Mm-hmm. In terms of dangerous attacks, I've written this down earlier. Actually, there is we had seventy six dangerous attacks compared to their. Do you want to take it scored again? one goal. I know everyone bangs on about xG, and I know people hate it and some people love it. But I did see someone saying our xG was two point nine nine. And so, uh, yeah. guys, like, what team loses a game yeah. when <laughs> XG's that high? Well, see, I've got two ideas about this because, like, if you're creating chances and the players aren't taking them, then the manager's doing well because he's making them, he's set the team up to create chances so it's and it's good, the players' so it's doing well to a point. But also, you could say that, uh, well, it's McCann's job to make them confident that they can actually score them. And that's clearly not happening. So maybe if we did get a new manager, they'd give them that they'd have a bit of a boost in confidence and might actually be more clinical. Um, I had a mean, tweet earlier that I was, I was about to write, I wrote it out and I was about to send, put send, and I thought this is just being another one of them things where people go, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, we, we, Grant McCann last night, where it was the first time we've heard getting sacked in the morning. And, you know, I think we're all, it's unanimous on this podcast. It's unanimous probably against 98% of the old city fans. We don't want him here anymore. Mm-hmm. It's his born idleness. It's his inability to change things, take players off when they're underperforming and then continue to play them the next week. Things like that are all adding up and it's making us not want to um, support Grant McCann as the whole city manager or head coach, or however you want to refer to him as. But when you look at it last night, last night was probably the night where we probably created the most opportunities that we have done. Um, all season in a game. So we got that ball. The hardest part of an attack is getting the ball to the point of scoring the goal. That, the team effort of combining together, making the right move, the pass move, getting into the spaces, and then getting the ball into to that one final touch away from the goal. We did that umpteen amount of times last night. The only thing we didn't do was put it in the back of the net enough times. So then it, sat, it, it blew my mind in the aspect that we well, Grant McCann's got to go then. Well, hold on a sec. We've finally seen an improvement, and now you're going, Nah, get rid of him because we still didn't win. 
Well, we were playing Peterborough. I was going to say that also we were playing as well. Mm. You can only play those in front of you. But you we did perform much better. We did. And then first 23 minutes, I'll, I'm going to go as far as to say that's the best I've seen us play this season. Then first 23 minutes with Huddleston on. That's arguably our strongest 11. Some might argue Emmanuel over Coyle or um, Tyler Smith over McGuinness. But it's the best midfield, definitely. It's the best midfield yeah. combination. Because we hadn't we had that all season. The ball. Everything looks simple. Again, I saw it again in the Bournemouth game where um, the Sean Bernard knew that he could step out of defence to go attack the smokers, he'll drop in. That sort of stuff we haven't had before. So um, I've, I've, I've rabbited on about that now, but it, 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 it confused me. I'm not saying he shouldn't go because I don't think he's good enough to manage us. However, we saw an improvement last night and then that's the time that we'll jump on his back and start calling mm. for him. In, in is it big mass? I, I don't know if it's because it came I think the same it's a case that, to be fair, I think it's just a case of we're just sick of the results. Exactly. It's it's yeah. it's too late to be worrying about performances. We just need to win a few games. Yeah, I couldn't give a shit if we played absolute dog turd. If we but win you, the you game, gotta... win the game because we need points. It doesn't well, matter. Felt, what we, play, yeah. we need points. I felt better after the Borough game when we deserved to lose than the Peterborough yeah. game where we deserved to win. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a really tough one because last night he did his job. The players let him down last night. Whereas we, we could have put it around the yeah. way around. All seasons, could have, it could have been Grant McCann's let the players down by not making the right decisions. Whereas last night, he did his job correctly. He got the right players on. They made it one thing I'll, I'll pick up on his Wilkes. Wilkes should not have been on the pitch any longer than 10 minutes. He should not have been on the pitch. Um, but it's Grant's done his job correctly that last night, other than what that one mistake, keeping Wilkes on, which I don't think has damaged us as bad uh, it's going to make out. It's, it's, I don't know. It, my head starts to go again. <laughs> it's a really special time to go over. It's, it's really, really difficult to find positives, isn't it? Really. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? No, I would say McGinnis is going to have a great time being a rugby kicker. Well, did you did you see that? McGinnis is apparently just gone past. <laughs> It's funny because a lot of people were giving, were acting like McGuinness had played shit the entire game because of that miss. But well, I thought he had a decent game outside of that good. miss. He did score. I think he scored. Ball, people have already forgotten they actually scored the well, goal. I mean, the thing I was thinking about earlier was that, I mean, because he's missed a penalty and it was a terrible miss, uh, oh, you yeah. know, everyone's talking about, oh, how rubbish it was and how. Uh, rubbish McGuinness might be and that sort of thing. But because he'd already scored the one goal, if he'd scored that second goal, he's probably a shoe in for team of the week. Yeah. yeah. But just because he missed it, he's not. So, but what did we I mean, notice before the penalty, Will? Pardon? What did we notice before the penalty? As soon as the penalty uh, was won. That Wilkes tried to take it. Yeah. Well, he said summer. Well, he should have taken it, really. I mean, he won it. But yeah, no. the same thing happened at Wimbledon, and that went. And well. he scored. Yeah, but you can't under again. He's trying to undermine other players who yeah. have been yeah. asked to take these. I know McGinnis missed, but he shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, both of them scored all three of their penalties last season. I think so. I think either way, we would have been 
but I wasn't confident he'd score it, not because it's McGuinness, but just because City. we weren't going to win. I just He just felt like one of those, yeah. It's just typical City. I mean, Peterborough, I said this on Twitter earlier, sort of, I didn't want to jinx it, but also I'm not like a footballer, so I don't think it would have any actual bearing. But Peterborough had lost all six away games, so of course we were going to lose. We've seen it. Just, I think the thing is, it'll probably be the worst mm. team we'll play all season, as well. Yeah, because even Derby, uh, they're a good team. Like, Derby are a good team. Good. I mean, maybe Barnsley are terrible, um, but they're not going to have their manager by the time we play them, probably because of how bad they are. Because mm. they're a well-run club, so they'd probably sack their manager before it's too late. Possibly, yeah. yeah. They'll probably sack him um, next Friday. Was it? Yeah, just before we just play before him. Before we play him. Of course. Guy Fawkes now, yeah. Well, no, well, why wouldn't you? That would be... It's guaranteed, it's guaranteed three, three points, points. Yeah. Dear, yeah. dear. I just can't believe it. Um, but, you know, these, these are the things, aren't we? And I don't know about you, but if I was in a team and I saw my mate put the pen, the ball down for the pen, regards to having a penalty, you just don't get in the red at that point, do you? If he's on penalties, just don't get in there, mate. Mm. Watch it, and later on, later on, you go to the gaffer and say, "Can I have the next one?" Look, he's he's yeah. messed up now. Do you know what I mean? You don't do it that way, but that's just the arrogance of the kid in it. We see this week in week out of him, and um, poor decision making time and time again. Um, I I'm don't really know how we to see a justification for him to stay in the team because mm. I mean he's got the talent, but I mean, and he, he gets into good position. Well, exactly, thing. exactly. Like because you know he he can do it, but then. Uh, for whatever reason, when he gets into the box and he just dithers a bit, you know, he just, he just give it to someone to else. The ball. His, mm. And I go back to it again, he reminds me of Mo Salah at the beginning when he went to Liverpool. Mo Salah was like that when he just wanted to score all the goals. He'd get the, get the ball, cut in from the right-hand side, and he wanted to score goals. And that's exactly what we've got with Wilkes yeah. now. But he's not as good as Mo Salah. Yeah, he's nowhere near <laughs> I can wish he was. But, mm. but the behaviour and the arrogance, you know, is, is quite similar, but yeah, I just we haven't got. He thinks he's Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that arrogance would be a good thing if he'd scored several yeah, this was, season. That's it. He, he thinks Ronaldo, but the problem is Ronaldo has the talent to back it up. Yeah, we saw it though, didn't we? Will? We said it last night. He's really on the right wing. One, he it was on a counter attack. I think it was three v three, and then um, we said he's going to shoot him. Going to shoot him. Always in the box. He's going to shoot it. Oh, there we go. That's our attack on. Didn't even shoot. But, but, he's it's just the amount of times we see him with the ball and you think, mate, you scored 18 goals last season. That apparently to the wider fan base means that you're a good player. Do something with it. Whereas me, I've always seen these um, these flaws in his game, which are he makes bad decisions. And the amount of times he loses the ball means... And what people fail to understand, when we lose the ball, we're now defending. Which means our attack was yeah. on. And the reason we, we are now defending is because that person has made a bad decision. Mm. And what, he did it again. And he I doesn't get back. Yeah, I do feel for because oh. Coyle was at fault for goals last night. But what I think Coyle has is he has no cover because of Wilkes. Yeah, it's, it's he just Coyle on the defence on that side. Nothing else. He gets he gets called on it for being out of position. But again, what some people fail to understand is if the ball's on the left hand side of the pitch, Coyle has to tuck in. Everyone moves across. That's how it works. It's a chain reaction. And as he moves across. Wilkes should come back and say, but Wilkes isn't doing that at the moment. So it's just leaving that gap. And then he has to come oh, why is he so central? Because that's where he has to be. That's his position. Yeah, because he can't he's cover two people. Mm. No. 
And people just are failing to understand that, and it's all oh, Coyle's at fault. Coyle's mm-hmm. Coyle at the moment is doing two men's job. And, you know, I'm, uh, last night I thought he had a brilliant game, and I'm, I'm normally one of the first there. I'd like Josh Manuel the team, but Coyle had a really good game last night for me, despite, mm-hmm. you know, he might have made a mistake for one of the goals in some people's eyes. Um, but he put a lot of balls into the box last night, and there's dangerous balls as well. He did. We could have, Especially, we like, last three, 10 minutes. Tonight. When when he was the last ten minutes, he was just peppering that box. Yeah, and why they were all just do that all the time. Yeah, so why isn't honest. why isn't Wilkes doing that as well? Yeah, because you can't shoot with your right foot from there. <laughs> he can tuck in and there. He can cross from there. Yeah, yeah. It's so frustrating because I remember watching last season and the first half of last season. I mean, although Wilkes was scoring, his decision making was was really bad but then i did think like when he scored that hat trick hat trick at wigan he changed his game and he got a few assists towards the end of the season and it was starting to cross it into mcginnis so i don't know why he's sort of you know regressed since then like he's gone back to how it was before because i know he can do it he just doesn't do it what kind of knocks me knocks me out with this is people are like oh he scored two goals had a real good game or even the bigger picture he scored eight goals last season is He's a brilliant player. He might have scored 18 goals, but he's probably stopped us from scoring a hell of a lot more from mm-hmm. his poor decision-making. And at that point, what would you rather have? Would you rather have those extra, how many chances and definite goals which he stopped as well, where he hadn't done a little pass to the side? It's, I don't want it to be a rant I mean, about yeah. Wilkes, honestly, I really don't. But, but last, it's, season, it's really last, last season, he did have a good season at League One level, but the problem is, we could have probably cantered to that league if he just Past yeah, it, possibly. like even like twenty, like every like five times he didn't go for it. If just one of those times he passed it, we'd probably scored number ten goals. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on from the period game, and fingers crossed, you know, we don't um, we don't have to mention his name again during this episode because it it just boils me. Honestly, it really boils me. No, but, uh, the one thing we, I want to say actually about period game is who was it who scored their first curl? Peterborough. Uh, Jack, T- yeah. Jack Taylor. Jack, Jack Taylor. Yeah, who cares? Might have been. Um, great goal. <laughs> no, I re- you know what? And this is me as a football fan down to a T. I support Hull City, but I watch every game like a neutral. So I can see, I can see on the fence and see. Like, I, I like to think I can I, I view the game better without any uh, unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. And I actually clapped their goal. <laughs> I was like, oh, fair play. It was a great strike. I know quite a few in the West Ham yeah. did. Pardon? Quite a few in the West Ham did. Uh, I don't know, but everyone's different now. I like to watch it. was it. a good girl, to be fair. Like to yeah. Well, anyway, we'll move on to uh, the Lewin game now, which is obviously this Saturday, um, two days away, apparently. Um, a bit late with this one. But I'm going to start off with, I always like to ask a couple of questions about the, the Lewin team, not Lewin team, the opposition. Does anybody know how many ex City players they've got? Hmm. Yeah, they have Reese back. I'll go with two. You forgetting Sonny Bradley? Yeah, I am forgetting Sonny oh. Bradley because <laughs> they remember Sonny Bradley. No offence to Sonny Bradley. Um, yeah, so Sonny Bradley and Reese back, which could potentially be their centre back pairing on Saturday. Mm, possibly. I'm sure. I'm sure Sonny Bradley's their club captain. Might be. Yeah. Anyway, that's off the top of my head. I was looking yeah. through um, Flash Score earlier. I always like to have a look through before I get a couple of facts and stuff. And um, 
Two rounds down in the midfield now, apparently. So let's look forward to that one. It's interesting. Um, I'm going to start off now in terms of the lineup. I'm going to emphasize that it's a uh, only one change, and that one change will be Huddleston for Smallwood. Mm-hmm. And credit where it's due to Smallwood, I think. His defensive display yesterday was really good when he came on um, to say he didn't get a chance to warm up. He was striking there. He brought down a lot of players. I remember seeing some interceptions really early, which you don't expect to see from a player who's not just warmed up. Um, he, he was brilliant off the ball last night. Um, the only downside was his distribution of the ball. It wasn't the best, but that's always going to be compared. Yeah, when he first came game. on... When he first came on, he made some really bad misplaced passes. But like you said, I think that's because he hadn't done any warm up. He yeah. just come on freshly mm-hmm. yeah. off the bench, and I think that was a bit. Yeah, it took him a bit of time to get into the game, and I think that's the reason why. And I think his first five touches are probably interceptions, so um, probably that's probably were. a big part of it. Ben, any you two, do you see any any differences in terms of the lineup other than Smallwood? I mean, are you going? What I think McCann will do? Oh, no, I think he'll do exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One obvious choice, like the obvious choice, run. because you know what? Have, if it's well, okay, run, sorry. Turning off so, the stream. Sorry, two <laughs> obvious choices: long run up front, obviously, <laughs> um, but then also Wilkes out, former Luton Town player Moncur in, for obvious reasons, because he will score, you know, any better. I mean, if he doesn't score against Luton, then like, our, obviously, our luck is completely dry because if a former player <laughs> doesn't score. Then what, well, it, what can you do? Well, we're starting two goals behind because they've got Reese Perkins and Bradley. So, um... Oh dear. Well, well, okay. So we're one 0 down <laughs> when we start. If we start on Kerr, and then uh, Longman brace and we'll win. Yeah, Flawless. Bring one last ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Bring one last ten minutes. So I, I got some stats. Um, they're currently two of their players are in the top ten goal scorers, which is Harry Cornick and Elijah Adebayo with six goals mm-hmm. each. Um, then them two combined have scored more goals than we have already this season, so that's something to look forward to. Um, oh do you remember? Do you remember what our records like there? I mean, last time we went there, we scored one of the greatest goals of all time through Kevin Stewart. <laughs> well, on the on the line, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think our records that great overall. Again, uh, uh, they're a lot ground. To be fair, their ground is known as a bit of a fortress. Um, they're generally really good at home. However, the last three times we've been there, we've won. Oh, well, well we're due when a loss. Was the last time, when was the last time we went there before our most recent visit? Well, it must have been 2004-ish or something like that, right? 2005 time, yeah. Um, it was around the time of league on promotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if I remember right... Michael Dawson scored a volley from the edge of the box. Not Michael Dawson, I got that wrong. Turner? Turner. Yeah. I was going to say, that's a bit early for Dawson. What was <laughs> he doing there? As I, say, as I was saying this, I was going, don't say Dawson, don't say Dawson, don't say Dawson. Michael Dawson scored a volley from the edge of the box. Or it might have been a header inside the box. And one of the two, I remember him scoring away. Um, a goal. Yeah. He did score one goal for us, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what we're predicting in terms of the style of play, we're going to stay 4-3-3 or? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be the same. Of course. Probably just less it, of the ball, though. 
to be honest, it might be easier to ask say what we want to see rather than what we're going to see because I think let's go with that. Going to see four three three. It'll be what you said. I think it'll be the one change. Huddleston out, forward in. Stop for a second and let's do this. So we're painting the scene now, right? Right. We've just had a, um, we've just checked the Sky Sports News app and Grant McCann's been sacked. It's Friday night. Ooh. Will, Will, your phone's gone off. Fucking yeah. hell. Right, we need you in, mate. Who are you playing tomorrow? Let's get the players ready. I'll pick you up in the morning in the roles. All right, we'll, we'll make our own way. I mean, if it was... Lewin. I mean, while I will play along with your actual game here, Matt, if that was real <laughs> life, I'd say no thanks. But... Um, I mean, in goal Ingram, it'd be three five two. Um, back three would be, it'd be well, who who we've got available? So it'd be Greaves, McLaughlin, and Big Dish. Um, wing backs of, <laughs> wing backs of, um, Elder and Coil. I can't really drop Coil, but I feel bad leaving out Manuel like every damn game. <sighs> Midfield three. Well, because well, so, hmm, it's a tough one actually. Midfield three because because we've got a back three. Maybe risk playing Moncare, Honeyman, Doherty as your midfield three. Um, up front, KLP and McGuinness. Interesting. Very nice. Very nice. If obviously so I, I'd like to, I would be thinking about playing him at left wing back at KLP, but you can't drop Elder either. So um he has listened to your team, he said, I'm sorry, mate, but um I'm gonna move on to Nathaniel instead. So Nathaniel who is That's fine by me, I don't wanna wait for that man. <laughs> well well for starters I wouldn't take the job. Yeah, no, I've, I'm That's too fine. busy. I've got I've got homework and stuff. But uh, I mean, if I if I if I did, well, uh, Ingram, I think that's a fairly solid choice. Uh, the the usual back four, uh, you know, with the uh, Greaves and Bernard in the middle, uh, and then I don't know, just to switch it up a bit, might go four four two because we like our two strikers. If, if I start two strikers in the first game, the fans are going to love me, and even if we lose, so. Um, I guess Lewis Potter on the wing, uh, Longman on the other wing, of course. Uh, he, he's like, you know, Southgate and Mason Mount. He, Longman would always play. Uh, Honeyman, Doherty, <laughs> midfield. And then uh, is Tyler Smith even fit? I don't know. I don't think he is. No. Well, OK. Uh, I'd go McGuinness because he scored. And then I think because... It's not like he'd um, messed up if he's not expected to cross the bowl in. I think I'd actually put Wilkes, but as a striker, you know, maybe, but not as a winger. Uh, but then he, have... if he hasn't, but I after sixty minutes, well, I'd take him as a footballer. Oh, okay. How about we try Wilkes like uh, right back? That that'll do, won't it? Just something avant garde. Have... Okay, after the okay, clearly. Clearly, the fans have uh, not uh, liked that. So, um, uh, I'll put. Um, <laughs> let's put. Oh, who else would drop in front then? Okay, Mon Kerr. McGinnis up front. Four four one. Mon Kerr in behind. Uh, it's like a attacking midfielder. That'll do. It's basically oh, a four three three. But... Just go full yeah. Mike Bassett. Play four four two. Yeah. Play even McGinnis up front. I oh, no no just three strikers. 
Three strikers, McLaughlin up there as well. How about that? Brilliant. I have, sorry, I haven't taken this very seriously. Pay off the ref. Let us have an extra player. <laughs> you know, I'm going to try a little bit, something a little bit different here, and I think this might actually work in terms of giving us the solidity that we need. Um, I'm going to stick with 4 3 because I do actually think 4 3 is a really good formation. Um, so I'm going to go with England. Blasphemy. <laughs> Big B! With Jacob Greaves alongside him. We'll have Cal Melville at left back, and I'm going to go with Josh Emmanuel at right back. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle three, I'm going to go for Moncare. And Greg Doherty, with Doherty being behind um, the other two, with maybe Honeyman sitting in around that area as well, having the license to go forward, knowing that Greg's going to be around him as well. Um, left hand side, our KLP. Up top, I would probably stick with um, it'd be a tough one. I'm, I'm really stuck between McGinnis and Eads because the both can do a similar job for who's going to come in at right wing, which I'm going to go with Owen Coyle. Um, I'm going to go right wing. Yeah, it's an well, that's a joke early I'm going to get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> me, da- me dad, literally, all last night, they go, go on, Owen, go on, you're on about... Um, so you'd play Louis uh, Coyle at that right wing? Right wing? Just for and that's supposed to be better than Wilkes? Okay. I mean, I think it would be better than Wilkes. Play Coyle at the Disgraceful. I think Disgraceful. Coyle playing at right wing will be better than Wilkes playing at right wing. Yeah, maybe. I'm only suggesting that. I'd maybe switch that around and have a manual at right wing. That's what I was thinking. It's just the crosses into the box for me. Um, but either way. The, I mean, yeah, they're probably overlapping. Anyway. Let's be realistic. They can do whatever they want there, can't they? Yeah. And one's <laughs> going to be sitting in there for the other one. So I can't see there being any issues with that at all. And if we see it, I'm going to get Grant to ring me up and say, thanks, Matt. Because <laughs> uh, it's an option. I mean, I won't be against seeing that, to be honest. Um, and that, that'd be good. It gives us that solidity. And like I said, they've got the option to switch around. When one's getting shared all the time, you make it sitting for a bit, mate. I'll go. I'll go for a bit. And that's the sort of stuff you can see. And it might take it back to a bit of an amateur level, but we kind of need that. We need to strip it back to a bit of a basic, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wilkes is doing his job at the moment, so someone in there who's more than happy to do his job for him is the way I look at it. Might get laughed I think, again, need, I, I think Wilkes needs to kick up the arse. They even have him in the squad for Lewin. It's a bit much. You know, I think he needs to be told like, you've got to fucking pull your finger out. Well, being on the bench would do that, I think. He had even come on for us when he was injured. Watching <laughs> this season, I don't think that's a lie. Because mm. mm. even when he scored, he made a bad decision. Let's be realistic. Yeah, he should have um, passed it to Eve looking back. Yeah, I know. The roof would have come off. So, I'll get, finishing off on this, and um, at the weekend, we've got four other teams that are playing around us. We've obviously got Derby and Eifers, who are playing QPR away. Um, then we've got Bandley and Eifers, who have got Sheffield United at home. Above us, we've got mm. Cardiff, which have got Middlesbrough at home. And then we've got um, Peterborough above them, who have got QPR at home. How can two teams have QPR? I've read that wrong. Uh, Barnsley, you've got Sheffield United. <laughs> How can two teams have Sheffield United? Because um, one of them's got Middlesbrough. <laughs> Wait, well, but that's only that whole thing. So one of those four teams isn't playing anyone this week, apparently. So Dad, oh, Dad, you've got Coventry. Let me start this again. Oh, Daddy, okay. Um, Cardiff have got Middlesbrough. <laughs> Barnsley have got Sheffield United, and Peterborough have got QPR. 
Right, I'm in an unfamiliar setup. I'm not set up in my daughter's bedroom. And down here, I have got, um, which is more than six foot away, a bit of paper that I've wrote down on. Okay, <laughs> cut me a little bit of slack, please. I'm stood up in the um, rain, and I'm about to call it a day on this. Uh, Bora versus Cardiff. If Cardiff lose, McCarthy will get sacked. Yeah. So we need Cardiff yeah. to win then, to, so they stay rubbish. To be honest, he might even get sacked even if they win. <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. Yeah, he's, he's not in a good place right now. We, we can't win 0-0. So. Cardiff, apparently, they said in the commentary yesterday, Cardiff haven't scored a goal in the first half this season. No, no, this is the stat. Just turn up at half-time. Cardiff share the same stat as us in terms of goal scoring. I'm going to leave it to guess, for you guys to guess what the actual stat is. We are the only two teams in League to have not in terms of scoring a goal. Oh, scored one first in a game. Um, Wait, no, of course we have, because we beat Middlesbrough. Yeah. Scored a set piece? No. Mm. Scored inside the first 30 minutes. Oh, right, okay. Whether it be the okay. first goal or the second goal, we're the, we're the only two teams. And there's only one team league that scored less goals than us. Do you realise? Fewer goals than us? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it is. I think it's... Fulham. <laughs> Mitrovic alone scored more than us, I think. Yeah. Who scored less than us in the championship? Poor then. Uh, mm, I think do, now. Uh, Barnsley? Barnsley it is. Barnsley. Yeah, it must be, must be Barnsley. How many have yeah. they scored? Christ. <laughs> one. Oh, okay. Seven? Fucking hell. Seven got nine, 13 seven. games. Oh. See, the, 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 the Preston opening game has really helped us. It makes I know. Because well, that would have been five. That's five goals in 12 games, isn't it? Otherwise, Yeah, in that time since. And one of those is an own goal. Oh, Two of those were in one game. Mm. Dear, dear. Did it mean that bad? Did it really mean that bad? Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, well. But we'll beat Luton. We'll be fine. We'll just beat Luton. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this. I'm, I'm going to finish this on one last little part now, which is totally not whole City related. Um, oh, thank goodness. Gonna, and this will suit you down to a team in the finals. I think this is sort of in your sort of ball game. Um, I'm going to ask you for one. It can be an unpopular opinion or something you'd like to see happen in football going forward that maybe not everybody else would agree with. So I'll set you off an example. Soccer M put this on their um, Twitter, but, um, I think it was earlier in the week, and they asked what's an unpopular opinion that your friend took, you know, or that they don't agree with. And one of the ones I saw was nil-nil shouldn't get a point. So if it's nil-nil, nobody gets a point. Promote attacking football. Ooh. And I thought, yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. And then the I, hate that. Saw, I hate that. I hate that because City are fucked. If that's the case. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The second um, one I saw. No, was, I, I, it, I don't hate. I, I don't hate it. that. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Um, I'm trying to say it for a while. The second one that I saw was um, the shouldn't football games shouldn't be given points. So if you win a game, you should get points. Goal difference should be the league table. So that's two no. people. No, I definitely disagree with that. No, because if say if a team's like down like to ten men and it's the last ten minutes and they're all tired and they score like five goals, but no, that's that's yeah, awful. I, ha I hate I hate both of those. 
at the moment, Fulham are five points behind Bournemouth at the top, but Bournemouth are worse goal difference. Yeah. Everyone plays each other once. Everyone plays each other twice anyway, regardless. So everyone's got the same opportunity to score the same amount of goals against any team. That's I think that's the mindset they're going on, and it encourages attacking football. I don't mind the first one. It's not my opinion, just for the record. These are just two that I read and I thought, oh, they'd be pretty good to do. Whoever came up with that, I I disagree then. I don't mind the first one in I don't mind the first one in terms of promoting attacking football, but our second one, Kreisner. Well, the second um, one, Huddersfield got promoted to the Premier League, didn't they, with a minus goal difference? Yeah, I, they, they won all. They won enough games, didn't they, to get promoted? So that's nah. Ooh, no, 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 no. So no, 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 no. So then, last one. Then one of the last ones I read was someone was discussing the um, whether some, something should be a dive or not, or whether it can be consistent as a dive. Because there's a lot yeah. of talk at the moment in terms of commentators. They do say. Well, if you can feel the touch, you go down. And mm. this guy said, he, he used that quote, he said, if you feel the touch, you go down. He went, is that touch strong enough to knock you over in the pub while carrying a tray of pants back to your mates? If it isn't, <laughs> then it's not a penalty. Um, and I thought, oh, yeah, again, perfect sense. If it isn't going to knock you over in front of your mates, no, it's not a penalty. Now I just want to see footballers play while trying to hold up a tray of pints. Oh, that would make it so much better, wouldn't it? Just one on the red. A full pint. Whoever's got the most left at the end. Like it's attached, like by like a finger on their neck. Yeah, yeah. Well, put an end the to concussion. Left in the green glass way. Yeah. Right. Well, this has got silly. Um. Mm. Um. On that. On that. Um. Go on, carry on. I thought he was asking us what unpopular ones yeah. we thought about. Yeah. Well, delivered through. In terms, if it's ones that you you mates had found unpopular, well, this is an easy one. As one of my mates is a Newcastle fan, I hope Newcastle get relegated. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not good. unpopular. Everyone wants that to happen. No, because my mates had found that unpopular. Because one of the, my best mates is a Newcastle fan, so yeah, unpopular, unpopular in Newcastle. Yeah, I get with that. one person. Um, go on, Daniel. <laughs> you got one. Uh, Ryan Longman, captain for England. <laughs> I mean, you knew that was coming, right? <laughs> Literally, let's be realistic. That is unpopular. Down to a T. Here's one that I thought of. Um, some of the greats of the game, um, getting back to probably the, the 1890s and probably early 2000s, wouldn't be as good as today's football. So yeah, I mean, the game's the, changed, doesn't it? But these yeah, players, but... for like Ryan Giggs, were seen as like a... a Phenomenal footballer. You put him in today's game, I think he's bang average. Yeah, but it, if he was in today's game, wouldn't he also have today's sort of training and fitness? Yeah. And it's like saying, that, oh, not, Pelé, you brought him wrong now, he'd be fucking dogger. I'm not saying 90 year old Pelé is going to um, fit in, but what, <laughs> what I am saying is the, the, the player that was there, the, the way they played, um, wouldn't be good enough to be as good as it was then as what they are. No, does that kind of make sense? Well, they, they'd have the talent, right? And as long as they put the same effort in as they would, like everyone else does now, uh, I just then feel like they'd have modern were... tactics as well. It's tough to say this. It's, some yeah. can maybe say they were. Can't... How people look back at them now, they say they were brilliant and no one will ever be as good as them. But you can look at some players now going, well, he's doing everything that he did before. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. a lot of players are finished, a lot of wingers are finishing with a similar sort of scoring stats and ah. assist stats as what Ryan Giggs did. And I think the best. I think the we're in a really weird period where we've had two players who are stupidly good, like unbelievably stupidly good, dominate, yeah. 
Whereas and before you know, that, we didn't. But to be honest, I, I later when they were, I when you look back and there was like multiple people who could have won the Ballon d'Or. I think exactly, I you don't that. you don't know who's going to win the Ballon d'Or now. But nowadays, it's more like who's going to be the third player. Yeah. So <laughs> this is this for me. This will be an unpopular opinion, actually. I reckon um, they've kind of ruined football for us because everybody compares football to them. Don't get me wrong; they they are phenomenal what they do. I'm not taking anything away from them, but they've been that good that they probably damaged the sport a bit because. Salah is unbelievable right now, and he's got people yeah. going. He's not good. He's not good because Ronaldo. Every half good player. Every half good player is the next Ronaldo. Is the next Messi. You know. I think that's a, that's a social media issue. Yeah, mainly I agree. more than a football issue. Um, Everyone gets a voice online, though, don't they? And there's no risk to it. Just the, the way that. It's just so toxic. Yeah, opinions. But, opinions are like bubbles. That like... we all have them and they all stink. So, yeah. it, it, I don't. I know what you mean because, like, before before Messi and Ronaldo came along, they'd be compared to various different players. Like a lot of Europeans are maybe compared to Cruyff. Like a striker might be compared to Gerd Muller, or you wouldn't usually compare them. To one particular player, even though they play nothing like them. Mm. Yeah. Thierry Henry was not the best player in the in the Premier League. Just saying. Uh, that's another one that I read. Well, well who was? Uh, that's not my. Wait, opinion. wait. Do you mean that's ever? Opinion, no, a is lot of people mean... say he's one of the best ever Premier League players, and I think there's been a lot. Well, he's one of. Oh, well, he's the second best, one of. right? I'd say, or of a striker at least. I mean, you have Shearer, right? And then... Longman had, actually had a appearance uh, for Brighton. Yeah, he actually didn't mention Longman that time, for once. Because <laughs> well, it gets, you know, it will lose its impact if, you know... Uh, like, you can't, you can't play Longman every game. Say. It loses impact as a say. We will with Longman, he goes without saying. That's what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, on that note, boys, I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna, on that note, boys, I'm going to I'm going to actually say um, thank you because this is actually in in spite of how bad it has been to be a whole city fan recently. This has been a fun one to me. Yeah, so it's been. I want to say thanks. There's been no cuts. We've we've done it all in one take as well. So um, well done, guys. You know credit where it's due because I really enjoyed that one. So, so thank you very much. Hi. Cheers. Oh, just before we go, I want to um, let you know for the next episode we will have. Um, Paul Woodford, who is match day experience manager, um, for those that don't know, he's basically in full control of the match day experience. If you when you go to the game, whether you be in corporate or whether you be um, sat in the seats, he's in control of that. So we're going to have him on the show. We're going to have him on the show next week. Uh, it should go live for Tuesday. We'll be interviewing him on Monday, and it'd be great to get the intake as to how he impacts and what he does, what he's done before, and what he's looking at doing in the future. So tune in for that one. It should be a good one. Thanks a lot, everyone. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, 
They are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.